Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. And uh, today on this very special episode, we're going to be talking about Danny Hodge. Uh, For some of you who don't know, Danny Hodge passed away last night on Christmas Day. Thanks, 2020. Um, The reason why Danny Hodge is important is because the man literally was the heart and soul of the NWA Junior Heavyweight Division for a very, very long time. Um, For many wrestling fans, I mean, gosh, there's people who are listening to this right now who might not even know who Danny Hodge is. And that's saddening to me because we talk about some of the greats like Luthez, Orville Brown, uh, Gene Kaninsky. Danny Hodge was the real deal. I mean, Danny Hodge was as real as they come. And although his name might not carry as much weight as it should, uh, he should be known. He should be remembered. Even at an advanced age, the man had a grip so strong he could legitimately squish an apple with his bare hands. I mean, Hodge was a legend, guys. Long before the likes of Brock Lesnar, who had an amazing college career, long before Kurt Angle, who won a gold medal, an Olympic gold medal, or even Dan Severin, who simultaneously competed in mixed martial art fights, including the UFC, while NWA world champion? Well, geez, there was Danny Hodge. And although people may consider Bruce Lee the grandfather of MMA, perhaps, perhaps they should have been looking at Danny Hodge, the Oklahoma native wrestled at the 170 pound weight class for the university of oklahoma you know he was a boomer sooner for sure hodge won three ncaa championships guys he never lost i mean even more so than never losing he was never taken down that's unheard of that's that's insane they put him on the cover of Sports Illustrated magazine, and in it's he was a, a collegiate wrestler. It wasn't like there was the name value uh, of say like a you know like a WWE promoting machine. This was back in the 1950s, guys. And while competing in college, he also joined the Olympic freestyle wrestling team. And in 1956 in Melbourne, Australia, he won a silver medal. And those were there those who were there could tell you that Hodge probably should have won the gold. In fact, they said he was robbed when the referee called a pinfall while he was rolling with a move. After his college career, his legendary college wrestling career, he turned his attention to boxing. And as an amateur, he went 17 and 0 with 12 knockouts and won the national Golden Gloves Championship at the Mecca of Pro Wrestling, Madison Square Garden. There wasn't anyone more real than Danny Hodge. You know, recently the Alliance Guys podcast completed a retrospective of the NWA's World Junior Heavyweight Division. Called it the pound for pound, the best division around. We still haven't released it yet, but we did spend some time talking about Danny Hodge. And uh, I, I just wanted to play it for you guys for those of you who are fans of the nwa fans of junior heavyweight wrestling fan of mixed martial arts or just curious about who danny hodge is um i just want to play a few clips and then uh we'll talk a little bit more on about danny hodge after this
probably get the most famous world junior heavyweight champion um, of all time in Danny Hodge. In, in my humble opinion, when when I when I relate, you know, when when I hear anyone talk about the title, Danny Hodge is the guy that they they typically talk about. I think he had a four. It looks like on here he had a four year reign, uh, twice, two times he, he held the title for four plus years. And based on reputation, I never saw Danny Hodge wrestle. But based on reputation, it wasn't because just because he was so over. It was because the dude was literally unbeatable. Um, probably what we would think of like a Brock Lesnar type character where, um, you know, wrestlers were truly afraid to wrestle the guy. And, and I had heard, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard a lot of people would liken his ability in the ring to like a Luthez where, I mean, he was a legit shooter. And if Danny Hodge didn't want you to go over in a match, you weren't going to go over in a match. Ah, uh, yeah. That's it. All right. Danny Hodge was. Uh, you said Brock Lesnar? Yeah. He had a amateur pedigree, probably better than anybody else in uh, pro wrestling up until you get to the Brock Lesnar's and Kurt Angle more. Who actually won an Olympic medal, but. He, he was a shooter and uh, even uh, even more so why well, can't I remember the other term there's no, there's another term that is escaping me at the moment but he if he wanted to hurt you he could do it with his bare hands in seconds he, I mean, he was more than a shooter. He, so, so here's an interesting story that I didn't mean to come across, but I came across this during one of his matches. Most like, yeah, during um, his ma- first major feud with Angelo Savaldi, um, Hodge was wrestling Savaldi in a looks like a boxing match, and his dad, Danny Hodge's dad got into the ring and stabbed Savaldi with a knife. Oh, wow. (laughs) And Savaldi required 70 stitches at a local hospital. So we know why Danny was such a bad dude. I mean, his dad got in the ring and stabbed somebody. Well, (laughs) at a live event. (laughs) And that tells you a little bit about how wrestling has changed over the years. I I knew about that story. And uh, he, he didn't just stab him. He sliced him. Well, and he he got up on the ring, he got up on the ring apron and sliced him, and it was shortly after Hodge had first won the title, and this was a rematch, and uh, Hodge was the face, and uh, Savoli was the heel, and he was doing heel tactics, and his dad was out there on the front row, and what a lot of people don't know was that his dad was not smart to the business. I was just about to say that. And and not only was he not smart to the business, but I mean, that uh, that that reminds me of the stories you would hear about Fred Blassie leaving the Grand Olympic Auditorium with nicks and cuts on him from the old lady with a razor blade who would slice him as he was trying to get out of the ring because he would get so much heat. 
it, times have changed so much, fellas. I mean, what what would you say today if you saw a wrestler get sliced by a fan? <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't believe it. No, it, it, I mean, think it was a publicity stunt. Do you do you remember a few years back when Shawn Michaels? I say a few years back, but now I guess it's closer to twenty years ago, maybe maybe twenty five years ago, when Shawn Michaels lost his smile because he got beaten up by a bunch of guys outside of a wrestling show. That was right. the storyline that they were working. He was uncleared to wrestle, and I think they stripped him of the Intercontinental Title. I think, and, and and even then, I thought, well, that's not real. That didn't happen. That's just part of the show. But could you imagine your favorite wrestler not being able to compete because, well, he got sliced by his opponent's father uh, <laughs> prior to the match or immediately following the match. Uh, just insane. So Danny Hodge also, sorry to jump in here, but Danny Hodge also had set was 7-2 and two as a professional boxer. Wow. Yep. yep. <laughs> what hey, a, what a... remember the term. He was a hooker, and I don't yeah. mean the a oh, woman yeah. that stands on the corner. Yeah, in, uh, I know the term. <laughs> yeah, in in wrestling, there are shooters and hookers, and he was the hooker, and uh, that is worse than a than a shooter as far as like overall toughness and ability to beat the shit out of you. So, so go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say so. I always thought shooter and hooker were interchangeable. What's the difference between a shooter and a hooker? If, you, if you're going to ask me, um, my chances, the- chances are, chances are like someone who can put you like a hook is a, is a submission hold typically in MMA that is actually illegal. Um, it's more, it's a day. These are da- they're dangerous, uh, dangerous submission holds. You can put on somebody that would be considered unsportsmanlike. So chances are is Danny Hodge could put you uh, in certain types of moves that might actually end your career. Um, a, a shooter would be somebody that just has a background in either, you know, today's day it would be mixed martial arts. Um, when I broke in, it would be any kind of, you know, boxing, amateur wrestling, no holds barred type fighting, martial arts. That, that would be term the term as a as a shooter um shooter is like a kind of a similar is almost a category of wrestler i think when you're talking about a hook hooker you're talking about somebody who would put you in who could put you in moves that actually could end your career or hurt you seriously like damage you seriously that's basically it yeah a, a shooter is somebody who can legit fight a hooker is somebody who can legit hurt you Right. And I think you're once you get into the Danny Hodge era, uh, you, you start running into some names that you probably that, that are pretty famous guys. But listen to some of the, the title reigns for Danny Hodge. 1,450 days, 214. It looks like he had a pretty good feud with a guy named Lorenzo Parente. Now, I mean, I don't know much about him, uh, but Danny Hodge had his shortest reign of 10 days. Then in 1966, again, he reigns for another 1,361 days. Um, and we're not talking about the Mike, which we'll probably get into in our next show, but we're not, we're not talking about a Mike Quackenbush reign where you're defending the title once every two years. Um, <laughs> you know, we're talking about like a guy who was really wrestling night in and night out 
uh, back in that time, earning $80,000 a year plus uh, being the main event guy for Leroy McGurk. So, I mean, um, what a different world. The crazy thing about that Angelo Savoldi Danny Hodge feud was it's not even considered his biggest rivalry. I mean, the World Junior Heavyweight Champion's greatest rivalry had to be against Hiro Matsuda. Hiro Matsuda was the guy that broke Hulk Hogan into the business, but more importantly, he in his own right was a multi time NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Those two would face each other. 26 times from 1964 to 1976 and with five of those matches being for the world junior heavyweight title the two would battle in championship wrestling from florida tri-state georgia championship wrestling gulf coast wrestling and in the very famous japanese wrestling alliance and IWE in Japan. Uh, Hodge was one of these guys that literally worked everywhere, including Japan. And while junior, he was the World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Danny Hodge held the title more times and longer than anybody else. He was World Junior Heavyweight Champion for a combined 4,000 141 days to put that into comparison the champion with the second most days uh rain days uh, reigns days reigns am i saying that correctly the guy that held the title the longest next to him was mike quackenbush who held the title for 1275 days it's very impressive you can add the reigns of his two biggest rivals, Savoldi and Matsuda, and combined are still not even half as long as, as Hodge's reign. The dominant champion didn't just hold the World Junior Heavyweight title. No, he, he held lots of titles, including the NWA Pacific Northwest Tag Team titles with Shag Thomas, the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship. He was a five-time NWA, NWA U.S. Tag Team Champion with Lorenzo Parenti, and he'd go on to win those titles again with Luke Brown and Jay Clayton. He was the Mid-South North American champion and would hold the NWA Tri-State Tag Team titles with Skandar Akbar and again with Jose Lothario, Supersock. And briefly, Hodge teamed with Wilbur Snyder, a legend in his own right, to win the NWA International Tag Team titles by defeating the duo of Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki in Hiroshima, Japan. Those two tag those tag titles would later be retired in All Japan Pro Wrestling in 1988. Sadly, Hodge passed away at 88 years of age. His resume speaks for itself. He's been celebrated by the Cauliflower Alley Club for the Lifetime Achievement Award and the Luthez Award. He was inducted into the NWA Hall of Fame back in 2010. He is in the National Wrestling Alliance, excuse me, he is in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, the Dan Gable Museum in Waterloo, Iowa. He is also slated to be inducted into the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame next year as well. It cannot be overstated how great 
of a champion, of a wrestler, of a professional that one Danny Hodge was. And, and the impact that he made in professional wrestling will still be felt forever. In fact, at this point in time, if they ever do reintroduce the World Junior Heavyweight Championship, I think we should just call it the Hodge, the same way we celebrate the Burke and the 10 pounds of gold. Friends, if you like this podcast, please hit that subscribe button. If you liked it, share it with your friends. Uh, this was a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. And uh, we hope that you'll join us again soon. Until then, we'll see you at the matches. Rest in peace, Danny Hodge. Thank you.